and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm your host for the week, Joe Chung. Sean is off gallivanting in Alaska with... He's, he's there with the PDX Deals guy. They're on the same cruise. I feel like they uh, kind of kept that on the down low before they got there. Yeah, I think I knew about a week or two ahead, but whatever the deal was, I think he they they booked it at the same time. So yeah, they're doing it together, uh, which is kind of cool. Those, of course, are the dulcet tones of Mark Osterman, managing editor at Miles to Memories. If you are not following Sean on Instagram, I know he always wants more Instagram followers. Instagram.com slash Miles to Memories. He's posting a lot of stuff. Alaska looks beautiful, um, and they seem to be having a great time. They spent the July the 4th of July. Happy 4th, everyone out on some beautiful, picturesque, scenic thing. I don't know, Mark. I don't know. I know you're not a cruise guy, but are you at least marginally jealous at some of the pictures that Sean's posting? Not really. I mean, it just kind of throwback to last year when I went up there with my son. It it is really beautiful. Uh, So much so that after a couple days, you're like, do I even need to look at this? Because, you know, I've seen this, this type of thing, this mountain, this waterfall, this glacier quite a few times, but yeah, it is pretty crazy how much it is up there. I'm curious to hear from him if he thinks New Zealand tops it or if that's still like the prettiest place. You know, that's the other one people always talk about. So I'm curious to see how the two compare. Yeah, me too. So I hope, hopefully, I, I want to go to Australia next summer. And if I'm there, might as well swing by New Zealand and then we're going to Alaska. So they're winter soon. So, or do you want to go in their can, summer? Uh, I want to go in their summer, preferably, but I'll probably go in their winter because the Women's World Cup is down there next year. And I also have relatives there, so we'd probably go in the summer for a longer amount of time, and then hopefully I can swing by New Zealand and get my Lord of the Rings nerd demon while I'm down there because... Huge fan, huge fan. Uh, before we continue, we just want to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you find podcasts. We really appreciate it if you leave us positive reviews. And if you have any questions for the podcast, you can always email us, mtmpodcast at milestomemories.com. Nope, podcast at milestomemories.com. You know what? Just email Sean at milestomemories.com. He'll, he'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think he ever. I don't think he ever invites people to email. Anyway, but yeah, please uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and uh, leave us a review. And if you diss Mark, bonus points. There you go, Mark. How's everything going? How was your uh, July Fourth? Uh, it was pretty good. It's uh, it's always a busy time, you know, around the lake in Michigan. Everybody, everyone that knows someone that is, lives near a lake is like they show up. So like, if you are a friend of a friend, you end up parking on their grass, and so it gets a little crazy around that area but it was good we we floated out and watched the fireworks on the water so we were like sitting on our little floats instead of being in the massive crowd of people downtown i mean the fireworks were probably like three miles away but you could still see them over the water which was which kind of cool and relaxing and my wife who's big into fireworks i don't really care about them she said it was her favorite fireworks yet even though like the town she grew up in spends like a hundred thousand dollars on fireworks and goes all out she said this was better just because there was like not a, no people around to bother you and and kids kicking sand in your face and all kinds of craziness yeah that's awesome this is not your first time doing the fourth at the lake right last year would have been your first yeah last year but we went into uh town and like went to the park and messed with all the parking and walking and trying to find a spot and it was just chaos and I didn't want to do it, so I complained the whole time like I do. And then I said, never again. You can go. You can take the kids. I'm going to go sit on the beach uh, by the house and, and watch her from there. So that's what we did. And, of course, she said it was the best ever. So I was right. Uh, she won't admit it, but I was right. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, remember, maybe uh, if you have a problem with that, you know, if you happen to be, say, married to Mark and you have a problem with that, you can email him, mark <laughs> at milesandmarys.com. <laughs> 
So yeah, actually, we uh, realized a few. Actually, I think I've known this for a while, but you know, back in the day when we were young, we would camp out. I, I was I was texting my friend who I did this with. We would camp out on the Esplanade, which is by the Charles River in Boston. Like we would get there at nine a.m. and we'd stay till you know the fireworks weren't until ten p.m. And I mean, that was always amazing, but that was when I was in my 20s and, you know, we'd always be sunburned at the end of it, even though we had a tent. And I, I was I was remembering, Mark, I was texting my buddy and, you know, Jess used to go with us too. We didn't even have smartphones when we did this. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, what did you do the whole time? <laughs> I do not know what we did for 12 hours. I remember distinctly one we year. We talked to human beings you know, <laughs> instead of texting was, them. Yeah. Like, we played board games and we played cards. And I remember, like, one year, we have a tent. And so you only kind of need one person manning the tent at a time. So we would take shifts. So one year, like, I walked to Boston Common, which is like a 25-minute walk away, and went to the movies. And then, like, in the middle of the day, and then came back. The original back. Top Gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, the original Top Gun. Exactly. Um, still going strong, by the way. Number one movie this summer. Hey, no spoilers. No, no spoilers, no spoilers. I did go, no I, uh, but I went back with the sun to watch it a, a second time on Saturday, and it was, it was just as good, just as good as I remember, you know. Yeah, it's it's good. I, I I'm kind of trying to see if I can take Jess. I feel like um, even she would like it, but yeah. So I realize though now that obviously we're not going to go out with the kids. Although I think we want to do it once. You know, if you're into fireworks, you know, maybe you send Kirsten, but you don't go, Marcus. You'd be miserable there. But like in terms of fireworks. There were a lot of jokes going around about how, like, you know, the fireworks on 4th of July aren't as good as Disney's on a regular night, which is true for, like, normal towns. But when you take Boston's 4th of July, I mean, it is amazing. Um, And so we used to always love doing that. But we found out we can actually watch it from our attic. You know, we can see it. You know, it's a couple miles away. You just got sweat. A ton of explosions. (laughs) So, yeah, we just got to sweat. You know, uh, luckily it wasn't too bad last night. So we watched from there last night with the music on the radio. We used to do, you know, like old school. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. We used to do it because uh, the town my parents grew up in, it was like right next to the town Kirsten grew up in. And both of them really did big fireworks shows, especially for being, you know, a smaller size town. But they would they were like the best in the state. And people would do is like drop off the second car and leave it parked there. And you'd sit in the back of the car with like the trunk up or whatever, if it was like an SUV or a van with the slider doors, or whatever, open up the back doors and you would play the radio. Cause they would be like lady in red and it would be all red fireworks. The song would come on. So it's like all that kind of crazy stuff. But I think my favorite fireworks are probably at like baseball games, especially if you're sitting like upper deck, cause they blow up like right in your face. So I think that's pretty much tough to beat. If you, uh, even like minor league stadiums do a good fireworks show. So I'd rather do that. Yeah, I took my daughter to a soccer game, uh, the MLS team here, the Revolution, who, like, no one goes to the games. But uh, I didn't even know. I didn't show. even know they had. A team. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, they had a fireworks show at the end, and so like we, I mean, we went kind of for the game, but we more went for the fireworks at the end. And I finally, you know, this is the first time going to a game like the Revolution game is great because you can teach her that. As the game goes on, they don't really care where you sit. So we like move seats like five or six times. Just like, oh, I didn't know you could do this, you know, like in stadiums and stuff like that. I I never was a huge sneak to the front of the field guy when it's like really crowded, but when it's not, you know, and actually our seats were terrible for where the fireworks were, but we moved. It was actually better to watch the fireworks from the upper deck. We moved to the upper deck on the other side. um, So that was like right in front of us. So it was a lot of fun. Is uh, the field on a baseball stadium like the... uh... The New York team? <laughs> no, no. That looks like the it's, worst it's set, setup ever. And I know they do like a college football bowl game in the Yankee State, but it's like, man, it just looks so terrible. 
It makes Oakland, yeah, yeah. the old Oakland setup, look better. <laughs> I know. Yeah. If, if you don't know what Mark is talking about, uh, New York City FC, which is uh, DDG's MLS team that he supports, they play on Yankee Stadium, and it looks like they just paint the diamond over with a Sharpie when they set up the field. I mean, they, it looks so They bad. throw turf in, but it, it looks, looks terrible. I mean, you can see you can see the diamond. So, you know, it's a Sharpie. Okay, it's not turf. <laughs> but, yeah, enough uh, soccer talk for today. Um, we wanted to – so last week we were going to talk about um, all the trouble with summer travel and, you know, some tips for getting through it. We were kind of hoping that uh, July 4th was going to be a little bit of a meltdown so that we could talk about it, but it didn't really seem to – go too badly although That's they're gonna perhaps, get <laughs> yeah or perhaps american airlines is gonna have a bad month because they dropped like five thousand flights uh, or like dropped the pilots off five thousand flights or something like that and i think they're fighting with the union about whether the pilots need to fly those but we don't know much about that but actually july 4th ended up being okay but still summer travel is not going to be great so you know there's been there's been this viral thread going around about things to do to make summer travel easier. And so, Mark, let's uh, go through this and see what you think about these. This is from a flight attendant, right? This is which It's from a flight yeah. attendant. It went viral like on Facebook and Instagram. I'm sure someone just like read it out loud on TikTok and got like 2 million views out of that. Gosh, TikTok's that's how TikTok so works, terrible. Right? Yeah, that, that's how it works. <laughs> Let me right? just take other know. people's stuff and then do take a video of me reacting to their video. And I'll get views no, for that. Don't forget, you have to... You have to change your voice to a funny voice. Like when you talk, it has to go, and then you also have to put some random music behind it. That's like two million views. That's like blogs that write a story about, you know, somebody else's YouTube video that did a video and they're like, hey, I found this video interesting. Here's what he says. Now watch the video. Like, okay, so you're just trying to get clicks off somebody else's work. It's annoying. Name names, Mark. Name names. (laughs) They know who they are. Okay. All right. So I don't even know who the flight attendant is, so I can't give credit to them. So I apologize. But they start by saying flying this summer is rough, blah, blah, blah. Here's some tips. All right. So the first tip, things are not good. If it's less than seven hours, drive. She's not kidding. Or he or she is not kidding. What do you think? I that That's basically what I'm mm. adopting this summer. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I'd I mean, say like five. All right. Mark, you got to put yourself in a shoe. <laughs> Shoes of someone who's actually traveling since I know you've been hey, bragging for the last two months about how you decided not to travel. I went to Maryland last weekend and went, you know, no problem. So just like I expected. <laughs> no, I'd probably put it at five. Like seven's a little bit of a, I guess it depends if it's a, a family or if it's solo. If it's solo, I'm, I'm willing to like take less, more risk on. So like four or five hour drive, I'd probably fly. Above more it. risk on the flight yeah right? yeah so if it's if it's yeah, solo same, same same i'll do that if it's a family because a big problem is the prices too so a family of four you're going to save a lot by driving even with gas prices they are so i'll take on the pain of driving at over like five six hours uh, you know up to seven or eight maybe i'll drive with the family at this point versus fly because you're going to save probably like a thousand dollars and then uh you're not going to have potential issues i don't want to be stuck in an airport with you know two kids and all that stuff so I think it depends on family or whatever, but seven, I think, is a decent amount if it's if you're talking about family. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a whole day if you're with your family because you drive three and a half, you eat lunch, and then you drive another three and a half. But still, I I do not want to be stuck at – I'd rather be stuck in a car with them than be stuck at the airport with them. And then, like you said, you know, with flights being like $200, $300 one way, even with the crazy gas prices, you're saving money. All right, so let me read the next one, Mark. 
download and use the app of the airline you are flying. You can do everything, get your boarding pass, blah, blah, blah. Do you think, I mean, I feel like that's pretty basic stuff. Yeah, but, you know, there's still a lot of people out there. And I hate apps. I hate downloading apps that I only use a few times a year and stuff like that. So, like, but I think it is worth it because you can pull up. You A lot of times I'll get alerted via the app before they even post it, like, at the thing. If there's a delay, the app will let you know before you see anything, like, in the airport updated. So that is a good tip. And then, you know, you can do a lot of things on the app. You make changes if you need to pick seats last minute, switch up seats, because a lot of times the seats will open up right before you board and you can actually hop to a better one if you want. So I think it is a good a good tip for sure. Yeah. And the next one is something that I never used to do, but I am doing and am willing to do this summer, which is fly much earlier than you need to a whole day early if it's important. This week, I saw people miss important things like weddings, funerals, cruises, graduations, tears were real, etc., so I'm flying to Vancouver like four days early. I mean, that's a little bit too early, but I figure we can hang out in Vancouver. That's a lot early. <laughs> yeah, but we've always wanted to visit Vancouver. The Chinese food there is supposed to be really good. Yeah, you just want to get um, your, so. what is it, um, the most Chinese-focused Chinese, Chinese focused place like for food and stuff because of the, the flight back and forth. Um, North America, right? Isn't that what they say? Oh, I don't know. I just know their Chinatown's really good. <laughs> I think because the yeah. there's I'm not, a, that's I'm gonna bring my that's like a big connection point for uh Yeah, it's a big connection point. I mean, obviously if you listen to like the first episode of this podcast ever, that's where Mark went when he was dumping soya sauce all over his white rice. And so I'll go ahead and do that when we're in Vancouver. But it seems like there are a lot of th- cool things to do there. So I'm like if our flight gets canceled, then we have a couple of days of buffer. If not, you know, we're gonna be staying there. For a few days i booked the hyatt regency vancouver already used a confirmed yeah, suite upgrade i stayed so, there it's, dec- uh, it's that, pretty decent hotel yeah that should be good oh and they brought their breakfast back they said they're gonna have oh, a breakfast buffet i was like oh it only hey. took them forever but, uh, no lounge of course <laughs> no lounge of course well buffet's better anyway yeah i'll say like vancouver you know we're talking earlier about new zealand and alaska and all that stuff i actually if you want natural beauty and not be bored out of your mind um if you don't like you know the outdoors so much vancouver's like the perfect mix because you you have all this this beautiful scenery, you know, overlooking from downtown, everything you can drive to in like 30 minutes or whatever and, and check out some really nice stuff. And then you also have a very cool city to hang out in with restaurants, bars, all that type of stuff. And, you know, it just offers the best of both worlds, I think, which is kind of unique. Did you rent a car when you were there? No, I was there for like one night. I got in at 3 a.m. and crashed for a bit, hung out the next day and then got up early for a flight back. So like 30. Oh, 30 yeah. Some yeah. Hours. I, sorry. Sorry, in my head, when you because I'm going to Alaska through Vancouver. In my head, when you went to Alaska, no, I'm not crazy as well. But yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> All right, uh, the next thing is this is not unique to this year. Keep in mind, summer is thunderstorm season. A single storm can shut down a whole airport, hundred percent. If you're flying through the southeast, even the northeast, at times thunderstorms are just wreaking havoc. On I think that's why July Fourth wasn't as bad because the weather was like perfect around the country for fireworks everywhere which means it was perfect for flying but when there are thunderstorms um it's a huge mess um on the last one too real quick i'd say like if you have something that you have a ticket for like a cruise or something definitely fly a day or two early for things like that um and then you know big events but uh for for this one yeah that i read an article and they were comparing this year to last year and i shared it around the web uh yesterday on the fourth and and it was interesting, like the percentages aren't that much worse, you know, as far as delays and missed flights. Like we think it's a lot worse than 2019, but it was like up a percent or something like that. So but it, it is like hitting all at one time, it seems like. And they said, you know, normally like a thunderstorm will maybe cause a little bit of havoc at like three or four airports and a couple flights. 
and now it like ripple effects through because of staffing issues. They can't like pull people in and, and they don't have as many pieces on the chessboard to play with. So like one storm can knock out like across the country versus just stay to like the Northeast or something like that. So that is something that will be a problem for sure. Right. I don't remember if I talked about it last week, but um, really quickly, if I didn't, my in-laws were delayed from 5 p.m. till 1 a.m. I think I did talk about this. And then when they landed, they didn't have a gate and they had to wait another hour on the tarmac for a gate. So it's just because like there's no buffer with the employees when they get knocked out from thunderstorms or from COVID that it's just yeah, a hot they're mess gonna time out, out a lot quicker with, and all that stuff because they've been working longer all that all that mess yeah so which leads into the next one schedule long layovers your one hour layover is not enough anymore three hours minimum my don't fly if, if corollary there's a layover, to this, do not fly <laughs> yeah my corollary is yeah just fly the direct flight like do not fly if there's a layover i know i to me like a hundred dollars extra to fly the direct flight is even amongst it's my family. It's nonstop, Joe. Don't don't it's... trigger people. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Apologize. Apologize. Nonstop. I it's just I, I just can't deal with the stress of a layover and then in that layover. So my in laws, they had they've been coming from Tennessee, which I don't think had any direct flights, and so they layered over they laid over in DC and that's where they got stuck. So yeah, just avoid layovers or just be like Mark, buy a lake house and <laughs> Your vacation for the summer. There you go. All yeah. Set. yeah, it's already pre-planned, so. preordained. Actually, Mark, your timing your timing was so perfect on that too, because you know mortgage rates are through the roof now. Yeah, so we got you did it. That's what, did you, that's do, what, you did in twenty twenty. Was it? Yeah, twenty uh, towards the end of twenty twenty, and it's it's an insane rate. Like we got like one point seven percent on a second house, which is unheard of. It's basically like we're not paying anything for it. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. Like we have a lower interest rate on the cottage than we do our own house. Cause we never did the refinance. We had a decent rate, but not great. And we didn't refinance cause we were doing that. And it was just like too much going on and now rates are crazy, but yeah, just pure insanity. Yep. Once again, everything's coming up, Mark, not jealous, <laughs> not jealous at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, next thing, what do you see on the news is an understatement. We are short-staffed and overworked. We covered this already. No ground crews, no one there to park the planes, drive jetways, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Hence the delays, like my in-laws experience. All right. Next one. Mark just covered this. When flight crews get delayed, we time out. We cannot fly longer than 16 hours. 16 hours seems pretty long in the first place it's illegal so it doesn't matter if you have a wedding to get to when we're done we are done isn't it crazy that if it's like 15 hours and 45 minutes they can take off and it goes over the 16 hours like that doesn't make any logical sense either oh i thought you know when you first said that i thought you meant they could take off they could like leave but you mean that the plane can take off and that's, then if it's like a four-hour flight they actually end up working 20 that's, hours that's, what, that's what i understand it like because remember i've been on flights where they're like hey since we didn't take off in time we just timed out so we have to get off now which I don't, maybe it is like they have to include the flight time into that. Oh, yeah. Maybe they add it. Yeah. Yeah. But then you can't predict for that, right? Yeah. Because it's not like. So I think it's like, it's not like as long as they're in like, the air, they're like, hey, we can do it. Yeah. If you're a flight attendant, let us know how that works or a pilot. But yeah, it can't. I guess I guess because you can't factor in the time because like what if something happens in the air and it takes longer? It's not like yeah. it's not like it's it's hour 12. You take off on a four hour flight. But then, oh, there's a thunderstorm, so you got to circle for an hour. But oh, the pilot times out, so he just leaves the cockpit. Like that doesn't happen. I like how so, you're yeah, saying, "Oh, like you're from Michigan." I like it. <laughs> oh, is that? Is that yeah, that's like it's like a Midwest thing. Like when you almost bump into somebody, you always go, "Oh, excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was watching uh, some clips of the Detroiters this morning, so yeah, still gotta go. watch that show. It was 
It's, it's funny. <laughs> All right. And then the last one, probably most important, is be nice. Don't be that drunk passenger or angry passenger, I would add. Pack smart. Get trip insurance. All that stuff is decent advice. I mean, I think the most important thing is to be nice. The trip insurance is a interesting thing. You know, I'll tell you a story. And I don't know if you have advice for my buddy. Let me know. So he was flying to Florida on a round trip flight, AA. And AA canceled his flight like the night before. He did not want to go late. So he ended up booking like a spirit flight. And he's in Philadelphia. So he booked a spirit flight out of Atlantic City, which brutal. Double whammy. So, I mean, he was talking to AA. um, And I, you know, the the mistake that he made is he booked a round trip flight. Because if he had booked one ways, he wouldn't have run into this problem. But because he booked a round trip flight, he still wanted to have his return flight with AA. But so they canceled his round trip flight, but then they rebooked his return flight using that credit at the current price. So he only got like $80 back on like a $400 round trip fare or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he's arguing with AA now and they won't give him the money back. I told him to just file a chargeback on his credit card, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. You think they'd be willing to work with him? I mean, I technically they don't have to because he, you know, booked the round trip, but you think they, if he would have called in before the flight or like as soon as it was canceled and said, Hey, I want to drop off the first half. And that's something Southwest will do. Like I've done that where I called in and said, Hey, I have this round trip book, but I want to drop off the first half and just keep the uh, return flight. And they can do that. So I imagine with Southwest, if they can't figure out how to charge in Canadian dollars, but they can do this, I I would hope that AA could do it as well. So I think they're just being stingy. Uh, I would say send them a uh, message via Twitter. Sometimes social media teams are more willing to do stuff. So see if they can do that or they just give them a courtesy credit, something like some miles. They should do something for that for sure, because it's their own fault that they canceled the flight. I definitely agree that they are being unreasonable in this case. And um, yeah. Did he book with a credit card that he could get? compensation yeah i think he booked like i think he booked with like his um prefer sapphire preferred or reserved or something so he should be able to do that because cancellation and all that stuff so i'd look into that as well yeah that's what i said and i I think he's going with the credit card consumer protections route now and kind of just giving up with aa because you know the annoying thing is i bet you if like you called them enough or talked to the right people they finally do right but you know it's just like a war of attrition with the airlines and they're just counting on you giving up and being too tired to like really fight for, you know, what is, um, you know, what is fair, frankly. Frontier used to Um, have me sit on hold for two hours during the pandemic. And then when I'd get on and ask for something, they'd hang up on me. They did that like three times in a row. Yeah. They're just, they're just, you (laughs) know, like, Oh, let me get on that. Click. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, I mean, this brings up, gets me mad, brings up an interesting point. Cause you know, a lot of times like when they're like, Hey, what car did you use for this? I'm always like, uh, I don't know. Cause I'll put flights on like a card. I'm working on mint spend because I'm not overly worried about delays in the past or cancellations or use a gift card to get extra points. And so I would say it's probably not worth it chasing that right now. Like pick your best card for insurance purposes and just put all your flights on the same card. One for ease to know that it's all going to end up on this card and you can go back to it if there is a problem. And two, so you know, you have coverage. So I think that's uh, tips, I would say. And then another one I throw in there is if you do have like a delay or cancellation or something, there's a long line, get on the phone while you're in line, try to get through to the call center as well. You might as well, you're standing there anyway, or even pay to access the lounge and try to get an agent there because a lot of times that will be uh, easier uh, to get stuff taken care of. So, or get a credit card that gives you a lounge access if you fly one airline. There you go. Yeah, definitely. I think the simplicity is a big thing right now, just with the amount of trips that get canceled, either on your end or on 
the airline and vendors end, it's not worth the extra one cent per point. And you have plenty of stuff to spend for your minimum spending or whatever. So I wouldn't uh, worry about that too much. You know, you know, a thousand dollars on a flight, you can just, uh, I don't know, run to one of your favorite uh, convenience stores or gas stations and take care of that there. All right. So staying on the travel tip, uh, since we're talking about it, if you are going to travel, you know, we had a fun post on Miles to Memories about favorite airline travel hacks. And I got to admit, Mark, I did not, you know, when you messaged me about this, you messaged me as if I was in the know, but I did not know about this cell phone holder hack to watch movies. So please, on this audio podcast, describe how to do this. Yeah, so I originally shared this, and it happened because of the Southwest flight that we talked about last week, you know, where I left my tablet in my checked luggage and headphones, had to buy headphones. And then I, you know, frantically tried to download stuff. And Brian M. from our Diamond Group's like, you know, Southwest does the free streaming thing. You could have watched their TV or their movies. And I, I did. I know that. But I really had I had this movie that I bought for the flight, downloaded the tablet. So I really wanted to watch that. So I downloaded. What movie? Uh, Protégé with Maggie Q and Sam Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Oh, okay. So I like Maggie nice. Q um, from her Nikita days and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, she's good. Oh, that's the one where they're like... Um, assassins right yeah it's like a typical you know b-movie action revenge flick like john wick light very very light john wick so uh, i had that so i downloaded the uh, prime app and then downloaded the movie so i had it on my phone could watch it on airplane mode and all that stuff so there was this hack that went around like three four years ago on social media and i thought it was always genius used it a couple times but had to bust it out this time because the problem when you're watching a movie on your phone if if you don't have a phone holder that has like one of those stands built in or whatever, or the handle thing on the back that props your phone up. You're kind of just sitting there holding your phone, which is annoying. Plus you're looking down the whole time and your neck's all cranked. It's just annoying. So if you have a case on your phone, which who doesn't have a case on their phone these days, um, you take the case off and then you put a piece of paper, like a boarding pass works perfect because it's a thicker piece of paper or something that will slide under the phone into the case. Then you put the case back on, lock it in. So it's like secured behind the phone and locked in. And then you take the remaining part that's like left outside of the phone case and you put that in the tray table and then close the tray table and your phone just hangs like on the seat in front of you so you can watch it without looking down or anything. It's just sitting right in front of you like it's a in-flight entertainment system. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm just laughing because one picture could have explained everything that we had to explain <laughs> in audio for two minutes. But... Yeah, we'll put a link in that you can go check out the picture for sure. I mean, it's a good post, and there's some um, nice comments here with other tips that people do. Uh, you know, John Ryan, the uh, Wonderkind. Yeah, did you says see? That, did you see uh, how he, I uh, I put that in the group? John John Ryan's our teenager that writes for the site, and he uh, finished top five posts last month. Uh, he came in fifth. One of his posts was the mo- fifth most read of for the month, and I said our very own Wonderkind. <laughs> Yes. Instead of Wonder Kid, Kid. Wonder Wonder Kid. Like, did you did you get the reference right away? Um, I I know it, but Ted, I don't even Ted know. Lasso. Like, I don't know why I knew. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I knew. How to, that's why I knew. Because like, he I said it wrong. I'm like, why am I saying? I'm I'm, I'm why am I saying Wonder Kind? Because he said yeah. Wonder Kid, and they're like, you know, it's not Wonder Kid, right? And he's like, I know Nate yeah. Nate the Great. Yeah. Who's Nate the Great? Sorry, no spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Oh my gosh, more spoilers. Jeez, he's not. 
His hair's turned there, gray, though. That's, yeah, that is a that spoiler. Is spoiler. That is a spoiler. Yeah, so anyway, Wonderkind. Kind, I, I said the N. He says, bring a water bottle that N, that's empty. Fill it up before security. We always do that. Good tip there. And uh, bring a foreign power plug converter since the U.S. plugs won't stick to the power outlet and fall out. You know, I think that is an interesting tip because I have noticed that my plugs always fall out of the... Um, outlets on the plane so i'll definitely um try yeah, that I, later um, um somebody else said you can do these things called plug snugs or snug plug one of the two and i didn't search this, this is a family podcast yeah, this, anyway. this, i was gonna say this was uh, a tip and it's like it hooks up to your plug make it like stay in better or whatever and uh somebody said it, just be careful in googling it because some uh erotica stuff pops up so don't search for those <laughs> those items at work uh do it on your home computer (laughs) incognito mode incognito mode i love dan said my favorite travel hack is finding free street parking near jfk or LaGuardia, and then taking a cheap uber to the terminal i don't have to pay exorbitant airport parking fees and i get straight to the terminal i like this in concept oh he said for any trip two plus days it's cheaper and more convenient but what I wasn't sure about is doesn't New York City have like street cleaning and stuff like that that you got to worry about? So, you know, I love Dan. If you're listening to this, I'm curious how you handle that. But conceptually, I love the idea. I'd also, I know other people have done this. And I, I don't know if it was Vin from Miles Per Day or somebody had done it for years and years and then their car finally got broken into. So, yeah, you just got to be careful where you do it. I know some hotels like back in the day would allow you to if you stayed a night, you could leave your car there for a week or whatever. And there was a couple options in Detroit that were like points hotels too. That was, it kind of worked out nicely. I don't think that's really an option anymore, but that's another thing you could try. Uh, just contact a hotel and be like, Hey, if I book a night, can I leave my car there? Some might do it by the airport, but yeah, I know some people do the street parking. It's a little bit too risky for me. I think I'm lazy and I park at the one that's connected to the terminal and I pay the extra five bucks a day or whatever. Nice. Jim F says, get a coffee drink before leaving the club to board the plane, then ask a flight attendant serving pre-departure beverages. This must be a first class tip. Yeah. We, Mark Mark and I uh, (laughs) haven't rolled like that in a while, but uh, yeah, ask for a Bailey's to put in it. Because it's a pre-departure, yep. Yeah. And then you can uh, keep your drink while pushing back. Uh, Oh yeah. Because the pre-departure beverages, they always um, and away. You could do it on landing too. So if you have your own cup or whatever water bottle whatever and you pour in whatever they give you isn't that kind of bizarre like they make you give you them everything that's theirs but yours you could have your own styrofoam throwaway coffee cup and they'll let you keep it so if you want to drink the entire flight there you go on the way to vegas just put your beer in a coffee cup and then they will never take it i mean why these rules and regulations you know why don't you time out if it's 15 minutes before (laughs) you know the 16 hours like none of this makes sense yeah exactly andrew p said his favorite hack is the secret button underneath the aisle armrest on most planes that allows you to raise it i am always disappointed when that button is not there which has happened so do you do it during do you do it during flight to get extra space or do you do it just when getting out uh, I do it both. It kind of depends, like, who's sitting next to me. Yeah, if it's your um, kid, you know. you're going to steal their armrest, so you do it. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Um, or, you know, it, it depends. You know, like, when you're on a plane, you kind of – the space needs that you have might be different on a different flight. But it's it's just nice to have the option and not be, like, especially, you know, pressed up against it. If, you know, if you're next to – if someone's in the middle seat who's taking up a lot of space um, – you know, you just move the armrest so you have a little bit more space. Uh, I, I actually, I actually keep, I like to keep it down when the cart's coming through, though, because that's how you get your elbows bashed in without knowing um, if you don't have that protection there. But yeah, and then Mark, um, did someone like win the comments or something? I, I saw that you like emailed 
or something? Or was that about guessing what movie yeah. you were watching? Oh, yeah. There was one that guessed uh, the movie, which I love Dan won. And then I picked Jim's because I thought it was so easy and yet obvious. And I've never thought about it like that. They let you keep whatever you bring on the entire flight. So that's a way to drink the entire time. And there's, you know, you can play around with that a bit. Like, you know, who says that uh, your little uh, liquids bag doesn't come open in the bathroom while your Coke bottles open and accidentally spills in there. <laughs> that you bring I would a- never do that in the bathroom. I would not do that in the bathroom. That's disgusting. Hey, back in the day uh, of COVID where they weren't doing any drink service, you had to get, you had to get creative. I'm not going to lie. You had to do what you got to do. It's like bootlegging in the 1920s, you know, like if it's, yeah. you got to do it in the bathroom, you got to do it in the bathroom. Okay. I understand that. You just got to pour Come it on. in and then you, then it's just Coke on the flight flight that you can drink on takeoff and landing. I don't know. I don't know what air molecules that liquid is hitting on the way down. Oh, you don't think those go, same like, molecules are circulating in the air? <laughs> airplane uh, yeah but i mean I, I don't know hepa filters they they keep telling me that they're hepa filters in the main cabin so i you know i believe <laughs> yeah that. except for okay. you still smell I, stuff so okay ignorance <laughs> is bliss when you smell ignorance something you know bliss. that's particles of that going up your nose don't you right Biology yes teacher? yes yes i teach science i get it thank you yeah thank you all right let's close things out here uh let's do something a tiny credit card related thing you know, Benji wrote an article about why may now be the time to obtain the Marriott Bonvoy Brilliant. Mark, you want to summarize that really quickly before we get out of here? Yeah, so it's just kind of an interesting time. You know, they switched over the Bonvoy Brilliant's had a $300 credit since launch that you could use at Marriott Resorts on room stays or, or room charges, all that stuff. And they're changing it over in September to where it's $25 a month uh, food credit, which I know a lot of people are upset about. And I think for the majority of like the normal person, it probably works better because not everybody's going to stay at Marriott. But then also, why would you have that card if you don't want to stay at Marriott's, I guess? So it doesn't make a lot of sense for a loyalty program and a brand to go away from it. But I think everybody spends 25 bucks uh, a month on dining out versus maybe they struggle to, to book $300. But anyway, back to Benji's reasoning is if you sign up for the card now, you'll get the $300 credit up until September, and then it will switch over to the $25 a month. So it's a way to double dip because that credit is based on card member year instead of calendar year, like most of the uh, credits Amex does. So you can double dip it. The sad thing is the offer used to be 100K and a free night cert. That was like the highest we'd seen. And it ended a couple weeks ago. So anybody that signed up for it there during then also gets the double dip, which is awesome. So I wish I, I wasn't in pop-up jail. That would have been nice. Don't you think? Yeah. And I wish that this like they still won't let you get it if you had the SPG card, right? No, so at least it's, in the terms conditions. No, it's something weird. Amex it's like, like if you if you carry one, I don't know. We have a whole post that has like a Venn diagram of <laughs> their rules were yeah, just ridiculous that's that's too much i i just can't yeah so know. what what he kind of like hid in there which was was uh pretty smart is he was at the amex credit card limit when the offer was the 100k plus free night cert but he signed up anyway knowing that he would get denied and then he did it like right before the offer ended and then he has a chance to see if the new offer is better or if he likes the old offer because you can call and do reconsideration for 30 or 60 days. It might be 60 days for Amex. And so he canceled a, the one of the five cards, dropped down to four, and then called reconsideration, was able to still get the 100K offer. But he was able to wait and see what the new offer was and how things played out. So he already knew that he was going to be able to double dip this because that news came out before he called for reconsideration. So it only works if you already are at the max limit of Amex cards. But you know you can think of ways to, to use that to your advantage with them or other lenders type of thing. 
So much work. So <laughs> yeah. much work. Because we, I mean, all the more power to Benji, but it's so much. Well, people work. have done similar things like uh, with Chase. If they're at over five twenty four, but they drop off in like the next the next month, but an offer they really want is ending, they'll sign up, get denied, and then we'll call back once their five twenty four drops down and and get the better offer. So there you go. There's a couple good tips if you stayed with us the whole way. Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for today's podcast. Sean will be back next week. I think next week will be the last time all three of us will be together for a while. No, I'm off next week. Are you going to be here next week? I'm off next week. Uh, Well, all right. We're not going to be together for like the rest of the summer. (laughs) Don't worry about it. All right. We'll have podcasts. It's just not all three of us. But uh, yeah, if you, again, if you want to find more podcasts, find us everywhere. You find podcasts and you can find Sean, Sean at milestomemories.com or at milestomemories.com. On Twitter, you can find me at As the Joe Flies, all of our social media. Mark, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at Miles to Memories, or comment on the articles on the site, milestomemories.com. Join our Facebook groups if uh, you want to get into there and, and chat and ask questions, and uh, you can message me on Facebook as well. All right, that'll do it for us, Mark. Uh, wherever you're going next week, have a lot of fun. Sean, we're looking forward to you coming back from Alaska, and we will talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you again. Have a good night. Goodbye. I definitely think that's good. Excuse me. I definitely think that's (laughs) good. Welcome to Purity, Joe. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Dude, I remember remember when I hit puberty and my voice cracked like crazy. And I was like, at least this is only going to be a couple of years, but 41 years. <laughs> Dude, you know what our kids will never have to deal with our, our sons, at least um, remember, because yeah. when they'd call the house phone, you'd pick up and they'd always think you're your sister before you hit puberty. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, hey, Shelly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's Mark. But they don't have to because nobody calls and asks for somebody else. Like, it's all cell phones now. People don't have house phones, uh, so they'll never have to yes. go through that uh, terror and, and <laughs> self-loathing. You know, you know what I was and you know what I was realizing the other day, you know, about how things are changing? Kids these days, they love freaking FaceTiming each other. I'm just like, why? What is the point? The whole beauty of text messaging being created was that I never had to talk to anyone on the phone. And now you want to see their face? I think this this generation just has it all messed up. <laughs> yeah, my mom's like, <laughs> oh, it's like can we FaceTime? No, you can call the kids on their tablet. I'm not giving, you know, setting up on my phone. Like, it's like the last thing I want to do. I mean, FaceTiming grandma is like one thing, right? But why do I got to FaceTime my peer? Yeah, like, they FaceTime even, while they even... play games together on like Xbox and stuff. It's, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't even feel like I need to be looking at you right now, Mark, while we're recording this podcast. <laughs> and we're just doing it because this is what we always yeah. do, you know? So, all right.